Feel Goodery is recorded in front of a live studio dog. Welcome to Feel Goodery, a well-being podcast with a grain of salt. I'm Kyle Buchanan, and because I have a history of anxiety, doubt, weight issues, and self-sabotage, cute, I know, I have spent the past 15 years exploring anything and everything that has the potential to help us feel our best, because when we feel good, we do good. But I also have this thing for venting about the messy and cringy, embarrassing and awkward moments of being a grown-up, so this is a messy blend of it all. A place where we can take the sore spots and the crappy moments, get them out in the open, and gain some perspective. And hopefully leave feeling a little gooder. Second sparkle coming up. Here we go. And hello, my friend. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I just had a friggin' sneezing fit for, I think, 27 sneezes? No, it wasn't that much. But it was a good 10. And my eyes just, I'm glad this is an audio experience because my eyes are swollen right now. It's allergy season and they haven't been bad for me. I've been doing the things uh, to help prevent allergies like staying hydrated. I've been drinking nettle tea, showering before bed to get the allergens off. Maybe I should do an allergen episode. Um, But those are some of the key things as well as this product called Rin Allergy that I take regularly. It's a homeopathic. But I just had an allergy attack and so my eyes are lovely and puffed up. So that's the scene. Just beautiful as I'm talking to you. Prior to the sneezing fit, I just got home from the morning show this morning, which I realized I actually haven't talked a lot at all on here about but the morning show is a national morning show that airs in canada weekday mornings on global tv and i've been a resident contributor there for the past five years or so so i talk all things nutrition and health and wellness and it's a lot of fun and some segments like this morning segments is a demo segment where i have to bring props and things that we look at and talk about and move through which is a lot of fun but it requires me packing up everything and taking it to the studio. And I only live five minutes away from the studio, so it's really, really convenient. And I drive there because I have a whole bunch of stuff. But a small little change in my life made the biggest impact. So when I had these demos before, I would put them all in a giant, you know, those giant Ikea bags that are made of vibranium or something. They're really, really sturdy. I had two large Ikea bags that I would put 50 70 pounds worth of stuff into and between two bags would carry them from my car to the studio now i'll set the scene a little deeper i'm a huge sweater i sweat a lot it's actually been a big insecurity of mine that i have moved past but what would happen is i would carry all the stuff get really sweaty and then go under the studio lights and sweat more so it was just not that great and the small change that made a big difference was getting a wagon (laughs) off Amazon that I now put all of the things into and I look like a giant tool with my wagon walking to the studio but I don't sweat so I think I went on four different tangents there but long story short had the segment on the morning show this morning if you are in Canada and you have global tv tune in it's a fun show I did not sweat took a wagon came back sneezed a bunch and now we're together And today, we are talking bad habits. 
and letting go of things that might no longer be serving us. In particular, we're talking five bad habits that come from personal experience and also come from working with different people over the years. And there are some common ones that we can fall into. And they're they're all health-related. Well, they're all nutrition and wellness and feel-goodness-related. And listen, habits come in all shapes and sizes. Some work for us, others don't. What maybe started out as a good habit, maybe overstayed its welcome and has become a habit that's no longer serving you. For example, uh, calorie counting. Maybe you started calorie counting way back when because you were trying to get a better concept of portion sizes and gain some nutrition knowledge by learning about the calories and measuring out your food. Good habit in the beginning, gaining knowledge and, and control over nutritional intake. But maybe that little habit became an obsession and maybe it's become highly restrictive and rigid. And what started out as something joyful slowly has become something that has led your days and it can be a slippery slope. So that's just an example of a good habit that can morph into a bad habit. And I'm not saying that calorie counting is a bad habit per se, but if it's causing you to live in a more rigid state and restrictive state, maybe it's not that great of a habit. And I know there there are, I don't want any DMs. I'm just using this as an example. And I think the difference is really knowing what habits are serving you and what habits aren't. And of course, there are some nutritional habits that never really served us that we should just toss out in the first place. And we'll get into a couple today. But speaking of bad nutrition habits, just as a concept, I wanted to share one of my horrid nutrition habits from way back when, because in thinking about this, it is ridiculous that I did this for as long as I did. And this bad habit of mine went on for about two years, around grade six it started. It was also the time I was being bullied a lot. So there was a lot of emotional eating around this bad habit. But essentially, my bad habit was after school, every single day when I got home, my after school snack, not meal and not dinner, my after school snack was either four to five pogos, which if you don't know, pogos are like battered hot dogs on a stick, but worse for you because the bread's almost fried, or so four to five pogos with a mountain of ketchup, or 12 chicken fingers, again, with copious amounts of ketchup. Five days a week, my snack after school while watching TV was five pogos or 12 chicken fingers. And they are what I ate as I watched my after school show, which was actually a good habit. It was Arthur. And I still stand by it. Arthur was a spectacular show. If you've ever seen it, I think it's over now, but it really was a special show. And if you remember the show, if you're an Arthur fan, remember DW who played the sister, she was savage, savage. Anyways, I digress. But that was a habit that I think I started I forget the reason I started it, but it was not serving me. And that was also the time when I started putting on quite a bit of weight. And it was a habit that I ended. And I haven't had a pogo since. But with that, I think I'm definitely due for one because they are so 
terrible for you, but they were really delicious. I digress. So that was a bad habit, a bad nutritional habit that really wasn't serving me at the time. I just, it was a memory that came back and I just wanted to share it on here. Sponsored by Pogo. Get your meat on a stick. No, I'm kidding. Okay, let's get into it. So today we are going over five habits that might no longer be serving us and ones we might want to let go of. And just for the fun of it and to change it up a bit, we are going to, with each new habit, you'll hear a little sparkle, a little reveal sound that I want you to imagine we're flinging the habit away. We're throwing it. It sounds like this. And with each little sparkle, we're flinging the habit away. Just flinging it. And here we go. Habit number one to let go of is being scared of carbs. So here's the thing. We used to be scared of fat with low-fat diets being really popular in the 80s and the 90s and even even early 2000s. But what we learned is that it wasn't really that effective to cut out whole food groups. And we need a good amount of the right fats to feel good. And then past 10 years or so, keto became really, really popular for weight loss and low-carb diets became a really big thing, leading to the thought process that we need to be scared of carbs forever. And with this specifically, I'm talking about starchy carbs. So things like potatoes and whole grains and bananas and legumes, as well as things like breads and pastas and and that in lower carb keto diets, or they should like greens and cauliflower. Um, But in general, the thing is low carb diets, honestly, in my perspective, they absolutely can be of benefit. For a certain period of time. I use them myself when I want to trim down. I'll reduce my starches. I'll only have a starch at night occasionally because they do help you sleep. But in general, I don't go too low carb for too long a time. These long-term keto trains, I'm personally not very supportive of, especially if they don't include any fiber. Going too low carb for too long can start to have a really, really negative impact on our health. They can increase our stress hormones. It can mess with our moods. Carbs do make you happy. It can have a negative impact on thyroid health, and it can have a negative impact on our microbiome, especially with keto diets that don't include a lot of non-starchy veggies. So the point is with this, with carbs, the devil is in the details. We do absolutely want to limit ultra-processed, refined carbs like white flours and white breads and sugary cereals and sweets. Once in a while, again, I'm a believer in living your life. But we don't want to omit starches like potatoes and whole grains and fruits for the rest of our lives. They do have a place in a healthy diet. That said, and this goes with the devil in the details things, starch timing and carb timing is an actual thing and you can use it to your advantage so you don't want to be having starches at every single meal i'd say one meal a day if you if there was a meal to choose i would choose to have your starch at nighttime because they do help you sleep you can also play around with something called carb cycling which is where one or two days a week you go low carb and then you increase the carb intake on the third day Uh, this can help kind of keep your uh, metabolism flexible and kind of like on guard. It's it's a nutritional tactic. Um, but all this to say, before we go down a super rabbit hole of carb timing and carb whatnot, don't be scared of starches for the rest of your life. You can omit them for a period of time, but eventually you'll want to start including them in your diet again for the health of your thyroid, for the health of your microbiome, and for the health of your mood. So 
Habit number one to toss is being scared of carbs for the rest of your friggin' life. Habit number two to throw out. Now, I realize I just said don't be scared of carbs. These are a form of carbs, so I recognize the irony. I hear it, but there is a specific reason this habit needs to be tossed. The second habit you're going to throw out, you're going to ditch, is drinking your sugar. Drinking liquid sugar. Liquid sugar found in pop and fruit juices is one of the biggest kryptonite foods that can sabotage your efforts when it comes to our energy, weight management, and inflammation. Like we, we would we would never take a handful of white sugar, put it in water, stir it, and drink it. I mean, I hopefully, hopefully not. But that's essentially what we're doing when we drink sodas and sweetened coffee beverages and ice sweetened coffee beverages and fruit juices. And I just want to note, just because a drink is green at a grocery store, it doesn't mean it's a low sugar drink. And in fact, some of those green juices can have just as much sugar as a can of Coke. Normally, those green juices that you see on the stores, first ingredient, because it's really cheap, is green apple, which when you just remove the fiber is just sugar. So ditch the habit of drinking sugar Eat your sugar instead in the forms of fruit or even the odd dessert is preferable than drinking any liquid sugar. And if you are looking to grab a green juice or a smoothie from the grocery store, just turn the back, read the nutrition label, and only buy it if it has under 12 grams of sugar. Then anything beyond that, in my opinion, is a waste of money and not worth not worth your dime. Uh, so try as best you can to make liquid sugars few and far between for the sake of your health and energy levels and mood and so many other things. The third habit we're going to ditch is one of those things that might have started off as a good habit, but has morphed into a bad habit. And that is pushing yourself too friggin' hard when it comes to working out. And this can be really, really common and also semi heartbreaking because when we have a goal in mind, like weight loss, it's really easy to think that the harder I train and the more I train, the faster I'll get to that goal. But unfortunately, when you do those those hardcore boot camp workouts seven days a week and you take an extra run here and there, doing it too much can actually work against you. Overtraining is a real thing. It can lead to an increase in stress hormones like cortisol, which actually impact your ability to lose weight. So the way I would go about it, especially if you are already under stress with work or home life, sometimes the best remedy is staying on a solid nutrition plan and resting. Take a friggin' day off. Don't go hardcore all the time. And even though it's easy to roll your eyes at these things, because I get it, adding in restorative options like yoga, which work your body and your mind, can actually be a great way to get to your goal faster because you're working on your stress response system, which can help you essentially achieve any goal a lot faster. The fourth habit to toss out can be controversial. And I've shared this before uh, on social media as well as the show. And I actually got some interesting DMs from it. But the fourth habit to toss out is weighing yourself every single day. If you're one to wake up in the morning pull that scale out and your day ahead is dependent on what that number says, this is for you. This is something I used to do myself. 
because as I've shared on the show, I was overweight as a kid and again in my early 20s and I would weigh myself every single day and my worth on any given day was determined by whether or not my weight stayed the same or dropped and it was a really hard habit to break and it was a sucky practice to do and sadly I do see it a lot in practice as well and it doesn't help anything and here's the reason it is normal to fluctuate each and every day anywhere from five to seven pounds on a given day sometimes more depending on what we ate the day before our our salt intake our alcohol intake exercise sweat that day-to-day momentary weight is not reflective as you might think it is once a week fine don't weigh yourself every single day now here's the caveat to this and why i got some dms There are some weight loss programs out there run by very capable, fantastic people. And part of the program is to weigh yourself every single day. Within the confines of, within the confines is the wrong word, within that program, that's completely fine. If you're serving, if it's a means to an end for a specific period of time, it's absolutely okay as long as you're being led by someone who knows what they're doing and knows that it can be a slippery slope when it comes to the scale. But in general, if you do like weighing yourself or if it's something that gives you tangible knowledge over how a plan of yours is working, try to do it no more than once a week, once or twice a week, ideally once a week. And sometimes, like personally, I don't weigh myself at all anymore. And I tend to recommend go by other factors. How do you feel? How, how do your clothes fit on any given day? How light do you feel? And that really has more to do with how your digestion is running than anything else. If you're constipated, you're going to feel heavier. But don't let a number on a scale define your worth. You are worthy of just being the light that you are and having clothes that make you feel wonderful and confident. I know how, I know how constricting it is. If this really struck a chord with you, because it's a really, really hard habit to break, but it's one that is worth it. If that little piece of plastic that shows numbers is ruling your life. Okay, that was habit number four, and it's easy to get a little emotional with that. So let's move on to number five. Let's talk the last habit to ditch, and that is not using social media to your advantage. And this is something I'm guilty of myself, overdoing social media, or specifically because we hear like you shouldn't go on social media too much, we're using it too much, and I know because I hear it all the time, and I also go on social media way too much. But let's change it a little bit, and the habit that we're actually tossing is not using social media to your advantage. So really ask yourself, are you following accounts that make you feel bad about yourself every time you open them, that make you feel less than? Or do you follow accounts that lift you up, that that make you feel supported or seen or motivated? Now, it's fair to say we will always have a balance of both. But when it comes to our mental health, it's important to follow more accounts that lift you up and toss out and unfollow the majority of accounts that take you down. And of course, it goes without saying, try to limit the amount of time you spend on the app regardless. But I think it's fair to say a lot of us are going to spend some time on the apps. So why not curate those apps, curate those landscapes we look at every single day to actually work for us instead of against us? 
And I know it's easier said than done because sometimes it's a personal thing because we don't want to unfollow friends. They don't know that they're making us feel like crap by embracing their best life. So in that case, if you don't want to unfollow, absolutely fine. If you have Instagram, you can mute people. You can you can go and toggle and literally press mute so you don't see their feeds. They don't know you've muted them, uh, but you can still quote unquote follow them, but not see their their life every day if it's making your life feel less than. And with that, those are the five habits for today that maybe not serving you anymore. They have not served me at one point or another in my life, and I know they're not fun. It can be difficult at first, but sometimes it can be a weight that you didn't realize that you were carrying that you can drop and leave behind. And by dropping those bad habits, you have room for a couple more good ones. And that's the corn factor for today. That is the that is the corn, and I didn't mean to weave one in, but the flake is here. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. I hope you do something that serves you today. And I am off to get the makeup off my face that is still on from the show this morning and drink more water so I don't have another sneezing fit. I hope you are good to yourself today. And I will see you next time on Feel Goodery. And now for the legal stuff. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. Please always consult with your healthcare provider.